talking about summer TV wasn't enough. Oh. <laughs> Listen, times are a-changing, and mm. so is the season, which means fall TV has arrived. Yes, some of yeah. your favorite shows are back at it. Yes. And we're going to talk about it here on Why Watch That. There's now, so much. These, this is the creme de la creme, not in quality, but this is in conversation. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it could be in quality. It could be, yeah. It could be in quality. Well, you know, this is a pretty good list. Very good list. But everybody's buzzing about these shows, so we thought we would uh, put in our bzzz as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with Star's Outlander. Now, Outlander. It's back, and Star's pretty much with this show. I remember talking in the past about how some seasons ended with a bang, very graphic, horrific scenes. And this poor woman has a husband here and a husband there and a husband yeah. under here and everywhere. She's traveling <laughs> in and out of time. <laughs> she's traveling in and out of time. She don't know who she is at one point if she's a, a, a free woman or a woman enslaved by some other. I, I can't keep up. So where are we with season three? <laughs> Well, in season three, she is now back to the 40s with her first husband. Mm-hmm. So re remember, though, hold on. She traveled through time. She didn't know how she did it. She traveled back in time 200 years. She was captured. Okay. And um, then she married a man and she fell in love with him. And <laughs> I mean, that's that's Jamie. Uh, and then she went back into the 40s to her original husband, and now she ain't too hot on him. <laughs> because the thing is, his ancestor 200 years ago was horrible. And it's the same actor, so he looks exactly the same. So oh. she sees her husband, who's a great man, the first husband, but she can't, you know. She can't keep it straight. <laughs> yeah, she, she just, she's, she's longing for Jamie. And we see that continue in the third season now. She came back to the 40s pregnant. Oh, oh. Now let that who's land. Who's the daddy? We know who the daddy is. Everybody oh. knows who needs to know. So the first <laughs> husband, first husband agrees to raise the daughter as his own. Mm. Now, keep in mind, they don't quite believe her story that she traveled back in time 200 years. They thought she just went missing. And she came back pregnant. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So in this season, we see Jamie in the 1700s. He is now a captive after a war. Okay. And he could have been executed. But because he was a good guy and he made certain decisions in the past for, with the British, saving some of them, they owe him, they keep him alive. He ends up being in the employ of a rich Englishman who actually takes a liking to him. Mm. He becomes like the stable guy. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually set him free. They let him go because <laughs> the daughter of this rich man took a liking to Jamie, oh, forced dear. him to have sex with her before she gets married, no. got, got <laughs> pregnant, got pregnant, had a son, and we know who's the father. Dang, now, Jamie got all these kids yes, in and does. out of time. 
he got all these kids that he can't raise because of crazy circumstances. He wants to. He's a stand-up guy. <laughs> so you know, he stayed. He stayed at the at the farm at the at the land to help raise his son without his son knowing his father. And of course, the son loved him and was very sad to see him go. Oh, uh, now Claire oh, in the forties just to wrap this up. Please. Oh my she God. becomes a doctor in the 40s because throughout the first seasons, we knew she was a combat nurse. She had those kind of skills. She honed them when she went back 200 <laughs> years. So they thought she was a witch because of all her knowledge. She comes back to the 40s and instead of treating her husband right, she goes to school and oh. leaves Jamie's daughter with the husband to raise. Oh, so he's doing gosh. most of the raising. Okay. <laughs> So that's the end. And let me tell you this. I think this is my favorite season so far. Oh, well, with all they, that going on. <laughs> they, they took the pace up just a bit. This is still slow. But I know why I'm watching this. I feel the pulse of it. I love both storylines, which is hard to do. They're separated in time. You can feel the longing. You can feel the angst. Just keep going. Calgon, take me away. Oh, dear. That's nobody's pole dark. Okay, so moving on to AMC's Fear the Walking Dead, which is in its third season. Now, this is the, I want to say, prequel to The Walking Dead, but in a different, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's a different coast. And we see the dawning of this epidemic that changes everybody into these disgusting flesh-eating zombies Mm -hmm. and basically is an apocalypse, so to speak. And now we're in third season three. Yeah. And uh, there's a return of my favorite character. Thank you very much. Um, and that's played by Ruben Blades. Blades. Uh, so that's that's the positive I have to say. Uh, now for the rest. Mm-mm. Here we go again with annoying people. I just can't with this franchise. Why do they do this to me, Ref? Why? Because it's apocalypse. Nobody can think. So this is the return of the third season. They split it in two the way that Suits does. They split as well. So here, in the second half of season three, we now know that uh, most of the major characters are on this compound. uh, And on this compound, the head of the compound is now dead. I won't tell you how he ended up dead, but that needed to happen so that uh, the rival group wouldn't wipe them out. So this compound, these people have merged with the rival group. And I'll just say it. The compound people are white. The rival group, Latino. They're from Mexico. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. So there's a big tension for resources, all of that, with them commingling. They run out of water. So some people elect to go get the water. I won't tell you who. As they do, uh, one of the sons of the head man who's dead, he has a screw loose. The other one is very responsible. So the one with the screw loose gets banished. But he loses his mind in the desert. Oh boy. And he creates a situation in which a horde of zombies is now setting upon the compound. So what are they gonna do? It's too many zombies for them to kill them all. So all of this stuff happens to try to resolve that. And then they finally come back with the water and and whatever. I'm not even going down that road. So the point is this, they end up leaving the compound, whoever's left as survivors, but are they leaving together? We know they're not. Dun, dun, dun. So we will see how this ends. Um, 
this show to me is just a big bowl of whatever. <laughs> Watch it or I'll eat your brains. Okay, so let's move on to a alumnus, uh, so to speak, from the uh, Walking Dead. We're talking about none other than Star Trek Discovery, oh, which is oh. on CBS All Access. It is, it has, it premiered on CBS, and yeah. then you can catch it on um, All Access Weekly. And I think they're going to do some. You'll, you'll explain in a second. But yeah. this stars Sonequa Martin Green. Hey, Sonequa. Hey. And she is the uh, basically a captain of the of this enterprise. It, it's it's a prequel to the original TV series yeah. of Star Trek. So this is not, you know, the Star Trek movies uh, based on that or anything. It's the prequel of the TV series. And it's actually them launching out, the Federation launching out the discovery of it. And we start to see where some of these beefs with the, you know, we'll talk a little bit later, the what where these uh, beefs, uh, these wars start. And you get a little bit of that in the first couple of episodes. Do tell us your thoughts. I'm super proud of this show. Yeah, and you know, look, I'll just say right now, this is um, number two for CBS All Access with their original programming. We started uh, last year with The Good Fight. Mm-hmm. And they're two the for spin-off two. from The Good Wife. That's right, two for two. Oh, look at that. So, um, in Star Trek Discovery, like you said, yeah, we're discovering things. Also, there is... Uh, the spaceship discovery, which is where Sonequa's character ends up. So we, the first two episodes, everybody, are really the backdrop of the main part of the series. So if, if you're watching this, just know the first two, it's a prequel of the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> so what we see is the re-emergence of the Klingons. Yes, and we all know that that's not a friendly... No, they are arch enemies of uh the federation yes Mm -hmm. yeah so they are not friendly and they are coming back with the expressed purpose to let everybody in the universe know that they are in control Mm. so we get a lot of klingon talking in the first two episodes we got to read and i this is my one knock um if i'm reading subtitles make it worth my while Mm-mm-mm. Like, don't make me read stuff like this. I'm head of Klingons. I am in charge. I will bring us vengeance over and over again. Mm-mm. Now, moving on. I, let's just get that out of the way. But that doesn't matter. So the lead character, the main character... Michael. It's Michael Burnham, played by Sonequa Martin-Green. She's the first officer on the USS Shinzu. And her uh, captain is her mentor, and that's Michelle Yeoh's character. Okay. Now, the interesting thing about Michael is Michael is a human who was raised by, do you know who? The Vulcans. The Vulcans. The father of? Spock. Yay! Now. Wait, so, did I give it away? Well, <laughs> it doesn't really, it, it's, it, I'll say it this way. Her character is so interesting, it doesn't matter. Oh, good. If you are a, a, a Trekkie or just know the show, it's just, th- you go, okay, a human is on the planet Vulcan being raised by them, their culture, their, uh, their schooling, 
their traditions. So when so she's stuck between two different worlds. She has human impulses and emotions, but Vulcan training on top of it. So that can lead to problems because when she sees the Klingons coming, she actually is the one, the catalyst for this happening, not, a, not her fault, but she's the catalyst for them coming back into the four. But she knows they're coming. She comes back to the Shinzu, tells the captain, look, we have got to strike first so they respect us or they're gonna wipe us out. They have a conflict because of her emotions. Mm. She takes things into her own hands. Uh -oh. She, as a result, gets locked up. Mm -mm. And this is how we get to the third episode because since, since she's now a prisoner, she's no longer an officer. She's at the behest of whatever the Federation says. And the captain of the Discovery is on a mission to find a way to stop these Klingons. And there's certain things that are under wraps that they're trying to keep that way. There are lots of secrets, things he's unearthing. But he knows that Michael is a brilliant officer. So he wants to exchange her freedom and quotes on his ship for her working for him to meet these end goals. Now we know that the crew of the ship is not too happy and it includes some people from the previous ship, which was destroyed. Oh. Okay, so that's where we are. Now, let me tell you, you can tell that CBS put money into the show. Mm -hmm. It does not look cheap. Thank you. Mm -hmm. The writing is good. I especially enjoyed the third episode. Once they get into the main story, I was enthralled. They have a wonderful cast. Everyone's committed. Uh, I just hope that this continues. Uh, I even just started paying for CBS All Access. I didn't even wait for this one to pay for my one month. <laughs> I can't believe you said that on air. Yes, I did. <laughs> well, CBS, regular <laughs> CBS has the new show, Young Sheldon, which yes. is the prequel to uh, The Big Bang Theory. It's based on the main character, Shelton, as a child. And if you've seen any episode of The Big Bang Theory, you know that he was probably not a normal child. Uh, absolutely not. But it's 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 single camera. And yes. this isn't a multi-cam. It, it, it's, it smells a little bit like Wonder Years. Mm. Uh, do tell, do what tell. What would you do if I if sang? sang I'll oh, <laughs> yeah. Now look, I'm not a fan of the Big Bang Theory. Hmm. And the reason really is probably after the 90s, I can't take any multicam laugh track comedy. It just doesn't mm -hmm. make me laugh. Um, so like you said, Young Sheldon, single cam, no laugh track. Hmm. And they just sneaked in CBS. They know what they have on their hands here. They premiered just the first episode so that everybody could start salivating on September 25th. And it's not coming back for its real run until November 2nd. Aha. Now, I'll tell you, this pilot, I enjoyed. Just like you said, yeah, it is hearkening back to the Wonder Years. We have Sheldon, who's nine years old. <laughs> he has a twin sister who's not as brilliant. And he has a brother who's certainly not brilliant. And his mother and father. He's going off to high school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. I don't even say anything else. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the kid they have playing him, Ian Armitage, 
great cast. I'm excited to see the rest of this. And Jim Parsons, who plays older Sheldon in The Big Bang Theory. He does uh, the voiceover. Yeah, he does the voiceover, just like Wonder Years. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so he's a part of that. Uh, Hey, just keep doing what y'all doing. I hope that we get more of this. All right, CBS, you're knocking out of the park. Now, there's another, this is the, I recently saw Jimmy Fallon do a spoof of this particular show. (laughs) I laughed so hard that I watched it another 12 times in a row. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Of course, he spoofed the infamous emotional journey of This Is Us. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) He plays a boom operator who can't hold himself together during the dramatic (laughs) scene. So you have to see how the cast responds to that. <laughs> As you all know, This Is Us is backwards second season. This is probably one of the most anticipated uh, returns yeah. of the entire, like of all the shows on uh, the regular stations. Yeah. This is probably one of the most anticipated because This Is Us was a sleeping hit. I mean, it just came out of nowhere. It did well in award season. Yeah. Um, and quite frankly, everybody wants to know, how did Jack die? <laughs> well, yeah. there are some clues revealed in the first, within the first two episodes. So mm-hmm. we'll just say that much. We both watched it and we see straightway, you know, where Sterling K. Brown's uh, character is now at with his father gone. Yeah. And how does he cope with that? What does he yeah. want to do, right? Yeah, he wants to do something that shifts the whole family. Yeah. And not everybody's on board, but no. then when they do get on board, there's some challenges with that. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing compromise in action. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, um, we find out about uh, father, played by Milo Victimiglia, that he has some problems. Uh, something we didn't know about. A big secret. A, a big problem, yeah. And we also see, um, who is it, Kate? I, I'm trying to remember these characters' names. Yeah, Kate. Yes. Her singing career, what's going on with that? Her uh, fiancé, I believe he is now. Yes. Uh, what's going on with him and her relationship with the mother, played by Mandy Moore. We have uh, her, their brother, the Manny. He comes back for that, right? But he still wants to be taken seriously. He just can't. Um, so again, we're just continuing these storylines. Um, and actually, the first episode, I believe, they got an increase in viewership in the second season. Who does yeah. this? I mean, this is us. This is us. So uh, <laughs> this is this is me talking about this is us. For me, it's fine. Like, it's good. Yeah. Um, it's just... I, this is what I was thinking about, Ref, because I was wondering why I didn't love it or really like it, why I was just like, okay, it's fine, it's good. I think it's because they know what they have and it's they have very tough subject matter that they that they smooth over for the audience. So they don't want it, they don't want to give it to us raw, essentially. So they craft it a little too much for me. Like I want a little more rough edges to it because I don't take it quite as seriously as I could. Like, I don't think it's just as bad as they want me to think it is. And that's my one hesitation watching it. But it's watchable. I like it. I get why everybody loves it. I mean, this is uh, your mac and cheese. Well, I have to chime in. The thing about it is, is it's, there isn't gonna be 
any of that because right. that's not the title. The title is This Is Us. Yeah, and well, us, us can be real nasty, I'll tell you that. Well, no, but I mean, but this <laughs> but this is us. Mm -hmm. And the way they flash back and forth, I I get it. I mean, I yeah. I do crave those things as well, and I know you get it, but mm -hmm. for the for the average watcher who's yeah. like, you know what, what is this? First of all, your grandmothers will love it, your kids will love it, and the middle ground will love it. But yeah. since we've been like surrounded by very edgy, hard, dark um, storylines for the most part, This Is Us isn't going to even step into those waters. Why? Because it's about a family that's like over and over again, we see it, we see it in the first two episodes. I'm sticking by you, it's gonna right. hurt. You never sense that the family truly is in trouble because we know the end um, and, or at least the repercussions Kinda. of it. So at the end of the day, This Is Us is one of those um, crowd pleasers. We're never gonna go too far into the deep, but who knows, you know, Dan's got some, Dan uh, Fogelman may have mm -hmm. some slippery things up his sleeve. Now, we're going to take a slight break and we'll be right back with the second half of Fall TV. <laughs> 